Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How you doing? No matter where you're tuning into this right now, we do hope that you're keeping safe and well during these crazy times in the midst of a global pandemic and all the rest. And uh, yeah, no matter where you are, I hope you are keeping safe and well. So yeah, this past week in the piping scene, it's been quite a difficult week. Not going to lie, and it's been quite an emotional one as well. And we'll get to that as we get into all the news and views like we normally do. But by way of introduction, let's get into it, shall we? <clears throat> if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. Yes, we have well over 200 plus episodes by now, so we have talked about pretty much everything in the piping scene by now. So we have a huge back catalogue. Feel free, go and check it out at your leisure. There's tons of stuff back there in previous years' worth of content. And yeah, if you would also like to help support the show, you can, like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. So, yeah, go over there, click support, get your hands on tons of extra content. You get your weekly Fuse FM Balamoney catch-up service, which is a, a two-hour radio show in your pocket. Plus, you get all sorts of exclusive interviews, performances, and all sorts of incredible stuff back there. Your Patreon's a whole other thing. It's inc- Yeah, the community over there is brilliant. So, yeah, go click support, be part of the Patreon faithful, and you too will be awesome! Indeed. And uh, yeah, we are the show for the bagpiping folk, in case you haven't guessed. (laughs) If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you, reflecting everything in the piping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe, and that's exactly why we're here. Now... Let's get into the actual podcast itself. I feel at this point we can't go any further. Normally we start our podcast with listener mail, weekly drone, all that sort of stuff. But we're not doing that this week. Unfortunately, this past week, on May the 11th, just yesterday, we heard the news of the incredibly sad passing of Heather Mackay. Heather was a good friend of the Big Rab Show, and we'll talk more about Heather in a wee minute or two. But we did... Open up the floodgates, I suppose, to everyone in the piping scene. After this news was announced on the 11th, the outpouring of love from everyone in the piping scene following such a sad passing, I think, it's yeah, it's just been incredible. Seeing the amount of tributes paid to Heather, it, yeah, it's it was incredible. So ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, uh, we felt it was our duty, really, to pay tribute to a friend of ours and we asked you guys to email us in your tributes and uh, we opened our email box of course bigrabshow at gmail.com and uh, yeah you guys got in touch Remembering Heather Mackay I'd like to make a massive tribute to Heather on behalf of the Highlanders Four Scots Pipes and Drums. 
and myself personally. Heather, as everyone who knew her and met her, was a delightful, happy, loving woman. She had a real soft spot for the boys in the Highlanders, and always used to call me the son she always wanted. I have many stories and tales to tell when Heather and I were together. From red light escapades in Bankery, satin red sheets, mince and tatties and dough, aka to the Army Championships in Edinburgh, where she always encouraged me and helped where I needed. A great help with the band over the years, and always shown her love to us, be it wearing of Cameron Tartan or something royal blue in colour. She was the heart and soul in all she did, with piping and drumming at the forefront. Heather, you leave a huge hole in everyone's hearts, but you will always have a special place there within all of us. Until we meet again, Hugh Mackay and the Highlanders Four Scots Pipes and Drums. Can't believe that I'll no longer get chatting to Heather at the major championships. She will sorely be missed by all. I have great memories of Heather, especially in the bleary days, where we competed against Bunkin. We always had a joke or two about who would win, but it was always friendly rivalry. Thinking of all her family and close friends in the coming days. Andrea Young Words cannot express how shocked and saddened I was to hear of Heather's sudden passing. Competitions will not be the same without her. Gone, but never forgotten. Yesterday morning at 4am, we lost a truly unique character. A social butterfly and a true sincere friend in the Heather. We met just over 30 years ago at a parade in Lisburn. She had come over from Aberdeen to guest with us in Ballycoan with her brother Hamish. That day began a friendship that was to become something else. Over the years we competed against each other. We laughed and cried over our performances in the beer tents, buses and hotels around Scotland and Belfast. Heather was one of the first to come over and congratulate us when we lifted the worlds in 2002, having lifted the title herself previously in Buchan. We kept in close contact the following years, 
and always making a point to meet up and reminisce of the glory days. Some stories, of course, will remain untold. There is a massive void left behind with her sudden passing. She touched so many people's hearts with her infectious wit. Everywhere she went, everyone knew her. Hez Lorraine. One of those untold stories, Alan Fleming. The chief. Was my friend. And everyone else's too. She takes those red gloves to the mast band in the sky. Pipes down. Stand at ease. Rest easy, my friend. Ian Gregory. Ex-Bally Cohen Pipe Band. Um, Aaron McLean here from um, St Joseph's Pipe Band. Um, just like to say a quick quick word on Heather. Um, I've knew Heather probably over 10 years. Um, she was a massive supporter of Field Marshall and my time in the band. Um, and she was just a face that we loved seeing every time we went to Scotland. Um, she knew some of the lads and the ladies for years uh, from just being around the scene and that's how I got to know her was, was through the rest of the guys. And She was just... Um, full of happiness and positivity and um, yeah she'll be sorely missed in, um, in the pipe band community um, she'd done an awful lot and she would have done anything for anybody uh, thoughts and prayers are with her family uh, her husband Ian at this very hard time thank you some incredible words and some incredible thoughts there from throughout the piping scene and uh Ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, obviously we too want to send our sincerest condolences to all of Heather's family and friends and bandmates at this time. Our condolences go to Ian, Florence, Doug, the whole family and all of the Pipe Band family in the north of Scotland and specifically to Buck and Peterson and to those of Side Ladies Pipe Band as well. Like I said before, Heather was a great friend of the show. We were first introduced to Heather, actually, quite humorously, I might add. It's actually in one of our highlight reels from all the way back in 2012. This is back whenever we were solely on Fuse FM. We didn't have a podcast at this time. In fact, I didn't think we had social media much at that time. We had only just kind of started at Fuse and we were just kind of feeling this thing out as to what the Big Rab Show was. And I was presenting it alongside Joe Watson, who now has his own podcast and all that sort of stuff. But at the moment, yeah, at that time I was presenting it with Joe. And we did have Vicky Kane on who, at the time, who was a great friend of ours and, of course, member at that time of Field Marshal Montgomery. And, um, yeah, Vicky received a text on our show live on air. For Vicky. We got a text in for Vicky? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. It's... I think it's from your big sister. Your big sister's watching. It says, oh. ask Vicky, red leather or black leather? <gasps> it's Heather Mackay. Oh. Hey, Heather. Hello, Heather. Uh, What's the crack? Red leather left? all the way. Red leather. I don't even want to know, Joe. Do you want to know? No. <laughs> I don't think the listeners want to know either. You will see us at the fan competitions. Right. We are the sisters. Wearing leather. Red leather gloves. Ah. Oh, Joe. <laughs> See our mucky minds, pal. That's going to get us on the ball. It's awful, Ruth. <laughs> so, as you can imagine then, the red leather gloves got us into a lot of trouble on air. Quite frequently. <laughs> 
because Heather then seen this as a bit of a running joke. And any time we were on air, Heather was messaging in, asking for various tracks to be played and stuff. And she always signed her text messages off, The Red Leather Queen. There you are. So, yeah, it was fantastic to meet up with Heather at all sorts of competitions throughout the, throughout the years. And one thing that is my big lasting memory of Heather is that big smile. I never seen her grumpy, upset, angry. In fact, the last time I actually seen Heather was whenever she was here for the UK Championships and he absolutely washed out Lurgan Park. And the rain was going sideways and Heather had a huge smile on her face and was cheering up everyone around her. Of course, I had to stop for a selfie and a bit of a chat. And of course, I had to see those iconic red leather gloves. Yeah. Heather will be very sorely missed. By all of us here in the Big Rab Show, but by everyone in the piping scene here in the UK and specifically in Scotland. Again, I want to pay tribute to quite a legendary figure in the piping scene. She was responsible for teaching countless, countless amounts of pipers. And uh, yeah, just her boundless energy, enthusiasm and that smile and laugh is a memory that I will cherish forever. So, to Heather Mackay, rest in peace. Okay, it's at this point in the show uh, that we would normally have done Weekly Drone and all of that sort of stuff, but we're not doing that this week. Um, In light of recent news and everything, we didn't think it would be in good taste to do such a thing. However, uh, we do feel, however, that, uh, yeah, it's about time for Word of the Week here, I think. Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Family. Yeah, this week's Word of the Week is family. Now, family for a lot of folks can mean, you know, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your mum and dad even. But for ourselves, this week, our Word of the Week being family is something that we've been seeing illustrated over this past number of months. We seem to be having... Quite a lot of outpouring of love. You know, when members of our pipe band community pass away, we are just seeing, you know, our pipe band family gather together and help support each other. And we all join each other in moments of sadness, but we also join each other in moments of celebration. You know, when there's new music, when there's gigs happening, when there's competitions, when there's full of excitement in the piping scene, we also gather together to celebrate. So I think our word of the week this week is really quite relevant. I think no matter where you're living right now, your geographical location doesn't matter. If you're in this piping game, you enjoy the music, whether you play it or whether you don't, whether you're just a fan or a participant, it doesn't matter. If you are a fan, a participant of piping and drumming, you are part of the piping family that has been called that before. And no matter where you are geographically in the world, if you know someone from the piping scene, you know one of the family. And that's something that's been illustrated to me in recent years as I've had the great opportunity to actually travel internationally and, uh, yeah, actually see that piping family in action abroad as well as here in the UK. So I think our word of the week is very apt this week. Our piping family has lost a legend 
And uh, the outpouring of love, like I said, is just incredible to see. And it's really heartwarming as well to see our Pipin family gather together and support each other through difficult times such as this. So word of the week being family, I think, honestly, is very apt for this week. Okay. Well, it's at this point in the show, then, with each and every podcast, we have been telling you guys about an ongoing promotion that we have had with the Piper's Dojo. Now, we've got a number of questions from listeners about this, asking us just exactly what is this, and, um, you know, how much does it cost, and am I going to be out an absolute fortune here, Rob? Exactly what are you selling? Well... Yeah, I can tell you now, it's absolutely free. For those who don't listen to the promos, this is absolutely free. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo is where it is. The links are all up there now, and you will see for yourself, it's absolutely free. Absolutely tailor-made. And uh, yeah, let's hear the promo, will we? Do you ever feel frustrated or stuck with your piping? Despite your huge investment of time, energy, money, and passion... You thought you'd be further along by now, but you're struggling. Month after month, year after year to progress. Every piper deserves the feeling of true creative freedom every time they pick up their pipes. So why hasn't this happened for you? Why are you still stuck? At the Piper's Dojo, they've developed a step-by-step methodology called the Bagpipe Freedom Process that's proven to offer real solutions to get unstuck with your piping. For Big Rab Show listeners who'd like to try this process, we'd like to offer the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint online course 100% free. The course is catered to your own individual strengths and weaknesses and offers a clear game plan to break free from bagpipe captivity. Whether your instrument just won't cooperate with you or your fingers are holding you back, clear-cut solutions lie ahead. To enrol in the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint for free, simply visit dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab or thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo today. Ah, there you have it. Yes, and honestly is an absolutely fantastic service and we're very proud to be able to bring it to you guys here in the podcast so yeah go and check it out do yourself a service honestly it's tailor-made so even if you are on the you know the top flight and you're a professional player you can still get something from this program trust me it's definitely worth looking into or you could be an absolute bare-bone beginner never lifted the chanter before in your days Now's your chance. So, yeah, go and check that out. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo and take advantage of this free promotion when it's still available. Yes. Alrighty. So, let's get into the news. There's been quite a lot of news this past week, as you can imagine. Yeah, it's now the month of May and things are kind of normally around this stage ramping up. Now, normally we would be having our first competition of the competitive season this weekend but um no not happening we're not going to banger and all that and we're not yeah the first competition's not happening whoopee thank you to the pandemic um so but yes we have still got tons of great news to bring you this week new music new books just all sorts of awesomeness now for those of you who were listening to the big rab show on fuse last night you guys were in for an absolute treat we had all sorts of new music All the music I'm going to be talking about here now in a second, actually. We played all of it. 
the full of a, you know, we're not just going to play clips, we're just play the full duration of the, these tracks on our Fuse FM show last night, which was absolutely brilliant. And I have to say, the feedback that we got from the audience on our Fuse show last night was just fantastic. And I think the new music that we played will be playing again, for sure. Now, the first new bit of new music that I actually want to tell you is about is Trist. Now, I did mention last week that Trist were kind of making rumblings that they were recording something and that we might get a bit of a release from them. Well, yeah, the 10-piece piping powerhouse that is Trist have finally released their debut track. And oh my God, is it incredible. It's called In Praise of the Pioneers. And I, I can't really describe it to you without doing it justice. This... It's simply a masterpiece. I've listened to this I don't know how many times now. And it, there's so many different layers to it. You know. Whenever you consider that there's 10 pipers playing consecutively on this. Uh, as a band. But all these pipers are all involved in the Celtic and folk music scene. None of these guys actually play in competitive pipe bands at the moment. So we have the likes of Ross Ainsley, Stephen Blake, Roy Campbell, James Duncan McKenzie, uh, Maria Green, Ali Hutton, Callum McCrimmon, Finlay MacDonald, Lauren McDougall and John Mulhern, amongst others. This is quite an incredible track and I, yeah, I can't describe it without doing it an injustice. So I think at this point I'll maybe play a little short excerpt of this. So here's a little bit of a teaser clip of Trist and in praise of the pioneers. Now, to hear more of this, and trust me, you're going to want to hear more because, you know, that little clip honestly didn't do it justice. But if you do want to hear the full thing, you can either, well, number one, tune into a Fuse FM Balamoney radio show because <laughs> we will be playing this again and again, I am sure of it. But yeah, you can go along to tristpipers.bandcamp.com or you can check them out on social media and actually pick up a copy of this debut track. Now it's only the one track. I know some people have been hungry now for an album from Trist, uh, but yeah, this track kind of gives you a little bit of a direction of travel. The band themselves have kind of, yeah, they've mentioned that they are kind of inspired by the Peabrook tradition, tradition, but they're also, you know, looking at all other kind of possibilities within the musical realm of having a piping ensemble. These guys normally play with their Celtic and folk music bands, and they're used to that. They're now exploring this kind of pipe band format, if you want, but in a Celtic and folk music genre. And it's really, really quite interesting to see what's being done. So the piece of music you just listened to there, In Praise of the Pioneers, was composed by Finlay MacDonald. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. The whole track itself, just, yeah, I think I've plugged it enough. You guys get the idea. It's absolutely brilliant. Go and check it out. Trist Music, definitely worth picking up. All right. So, let's move on to our next little bit of a news story, shall we? Ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we started a bit of a social media storm. Now, you guys know that we pause the podcast every week for me to go and get a big cup of tea. Not yet. 
not yet, but soon. And uh, we did start a bit of a debate asking, what was the best biscuit for dunking into a cup of tea? And you talk about a social media storm. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The amount of people who commented and all the rest and shared with their mates was insane. And uh, yeah, again, we want to throw open the gates to you guys. If you have any opinions, of course, what is the best biscuit for dunking into a cup of tea? You can let us know. (laughs) You know, it's the big, important topics that we're talking about here on the Big Rab Show, of course. So email bigrabshow at gmail.com. What is your biscuit of choice? Yeah, for me, it has to be a rich tea or a chocolate digestive. There you are. I'm throwing myself out there. Moving on to our next little news story. Well, it's not little, but I have to give a shout this week to Isla Jane Stout, of course. We had Isla on the show before telling us all about her brand new music collection called The Stout Collection. Well, it is now available for pre-order. No! Yes, The Stout Collection is now available for pre-order so yeah go along to isla jane stout music on social media or of course we've shared the link out and everything uh, on our rab show facebook page go along grab yourself a copy of this collection honestly you will not regret it like you heard isla on the show before and we played out various uh, tunes and stuff that will be in the book so yeah do yourself a favor go and pick up a copy of the stout collection available for pre-order right now yeah there you go All right, I have to give a mention this week to the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand. Yes, now not only are the Youth Pipe Band of Scotland going through a bit of a recruitment drive at the moment, but we're also aware that the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand are also in a recruitment drive as well. If you're aged between 14 and 23, then the band want to hear from you. Applications will close all the way up till the 31st of May, and you will hear your decision, whether you're in the band or not, by the 18th of June. Yeah, so for more information, of course, you can check out the National Youth Pipe Band of New Zealand on their social media. All the details are up there, including what you have to do for your audition and stuff. I think, looking at this, the process includes you have to make a video of yourself playing an MSR and a hornpipe and jig. There you go. So I think it's pretty straightforward, although I think there may be more to it. But for, of course, for more information, of course, go along to the New Zealand uh, National Youth Pipe Band. And yeah, full details are up there now and the applications are open. There you are. Okay, I have to give another little honourable mention this week, of course. Hmm. To the Belfast International Tattoo. Yes, now the reason why we've been doing this is because this last while they have been doing what they call Flashback Fridays. And they've been looking back to previous international tattoos and, yeah, uploading all sorts of photos of the bands and the action that happened over previous years. Ourselves on the Big Rab Show are not aware of any ongoing plans or the lack thereof or for this year's Belfast International Tattoo. We are hoping on hope that it will still happen. We do know that the tattoo is scheduled to happen in September and we have had a number of questions in from folks saying, well, Flashback Friday is happening and they're actively advertising and such. Do you think that we'll actually walk through the doors of the SSE Arena? And the answer is, I hope so. I really do hope that's the case. Now, we are starting to see things beginning to open up here in the UK. And we are eventually starting to see little indoor gigs happening. Especially, you know, little smaller, like, Celtic and folk music clubs are starting to reopen again. We are starting to see our music scene starting to rebuild itself. Now, the tattoo, however is a huge event. Now, I'm talking thousands of people attend this in a huge, big arena. Whether that will be possible or not, 
with all of the COVID regulations and such? I'm not sure. I don't know. But I'm hopeful. I'm really, really hopeful. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully that answers your questions. Uh, No answer yet, but we do hope to get some sort of confirmation. Uh, But we do know that people out there are still purchasing tickets for it, actually. So, yeah, please go buy your tickets for the Belfast International Tattoo. And with a bit of luck, they will be back treading the boards, as they say. Yeah, here's hoping. Now, I have to give a shout this week to Pipesdrums.com, who are in the middle of publishing yet another video series. This time they're talking to um, four elite pipers. Now, the, the, the title for this is dreadful, but I don't know where they got this from. They're calling it Older, Wiser and Better. Now, I don't know whether that's actually to slag these guys off for their age, but, but you know... And that's all. That's all I'm going to say on that front. But I have to say, the video series itself is honestly fantastic. You have Bruce Gandy, Jack Lee, Willie McCallum, and Ian Spears, and yeah, they talk all about piping and all of their. I don't know. That's just invaluable. Go and watch it. I'm not going to spoil it. The interview series with those guys, absolutely fantastic. Well worth watching it and. Little pearls of wisdom throughout. I think part two actually dropped today. Well worth watching. So a shameless plug for pipesdrums.com. Go and check that out. Older, wiser, and better. There you are. Quite a fascinating interview series. Okay, for you Celtic music fans, I have to give a massive shout this week to NOS. Yes, G-N-O-S-S. NOS have their brand new album, which just dropped on May 7th. And it is an absolute cracker. Yes, of course, I bought it as soon as it dropped. I was waiting on it, actually. The band have been talking about it now for weeks. So it's finally out. The album is called The Light of the Moon. And it's honestly well worth a purchase. For those of you who are piping fans or even whistle-playing fans at all, yep, go and have a listen to this. Honestly, it's a cracker. There's some amazing, amazing tracks on there. There isn't actually any bagpiping, however, but it does feature guys from the piping scene. And uh, I think there is piping, actually. That could be wrong. Yeah, I think I'm absolutely wrong. Stuff that Rob got wrong. Fantastic. But go and check that out. NOS's brand new album. It's a bit of a shameless plug for them, but go and have a look at it. NOSmusic.bandcamp.com. Go and purchase The Light of the Moon. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's just a cracking album. That's all I'm going to say on it. And just congratulations, guys, on the new release. I think it's fantastic to see. All right. Now, I have to give a little plug for G1. Go on, G1! Yeah, G1 Reads actually have been knocking it out of the park as far as ongoing promotions at the moment. They're giving away free copies of um, Ross Miller's new book, The Rook, whenever you purchase a certain chapter. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. But also you're going to get a free copy of John Dew's book whenever you purchase a plastic G1B. B-flat chanter, yeah. So whenever you're looking at a B-flat chanter and stuff, you know, the plug-and-play system that you can get, you also get a free copy of John Dew's book as well. So yeah, there's all sorts of great promotions going on at the moment with free music collections and stuff. So, yeah, go and check out G1 Reads at the moment. They're seriously knocking it out there at the moment with some brilliant promotions. So, yeah, if you are interested in getting some new music as well as some piping equipment, if you've always been wanting to get that new chanter, then maybe now's the time because, yeah, you get some free music for your trouble. Yeah. 
Okay, now on previous Big Rab shows, uh, we've been talking about you know the ongoing crowdfunding that the National Piping Centre are doing at the moment, that they're hoping to digitise copies of Piping Times and Piping Today, Piping Today, even I just about talk. Yeah, so we did mention this, and we encouraged you guys to go out and try and donate as much as you can because the wealth of history that's involved here in the collection of these. Honestly, it's definitely worth preserving. And it's great to see that at the moment they've raised over 10 grand. So they're well over their halfway stage at this point. So £10,000 is not to be sneezed at. But whenever you consider that the target is actually 28 and a half, yeah, that's a kind of a, a big... <laughs> A big milestone to reach, but we're halfway there. So, yeah, a shameless plug, I know, but definitely worth looking at. Go and check out the National Piping Centre. They have links up there and everything where you can donate and everything. And, yeah, please do. It's well worth supporting. And such people have supported the project already, like Jack Lee. The Scots Guards have done it as well. We have Jane Spicer, the Celtic Arts Foundation. There's so many people who have been in contact with them and supported them. Yeah, it's just brilliant to see that they're halfway there on their fundraising efforts. So well done. Keep up the great work and hopefully we'll be able to digitise these and uh, yeah, preserve all of this amazing history Yeah, for a long time to come. Hmm. So I have to give a very honourable and a big shout out mention this week to Yuspaba Southern Branch. Yeah, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, well, myself personally, I was involved in the prize-giving announcements from this quite incredible competition. And now this was a band competition all held online, where bands actually competed, submitted videos of their performances, and then it was all judged by the guys of Playing for Sheets. And it was absolutely brilliant to see all of these bands playing, and uh, some great performances, by the way, so... Yeah, shout out to the Yuspaba Southern Branch. What a cracking competition. And uh, yeah, I'll just read you the results here now. Why not? So in the Grade 5 March set, we had lifting first place. We had the Rosie O'Grady Highlanders. Yeah. In second place, we had Memphis Pipe Band. Third place was Charleston. Fourth place was Wakin District. Fifth was Queen City Juvenile. And in sixth was Dunedin Highland Middle School Pipe Band. There you are. And the Grade 5 uh, drumming went to the Memphis Pipe Band, who came in second. So there you are, managing to lift the drum tile. And the Grade 4 Mini MSR in first place was Waken District. Second was Rosie O'Grady's. Third was Black Thistle. And fourth was Dunedin High School. And lifting the drumming was Waken District. So the whole competition itself was live streamed and put up on the Branches YouTube channel. You can go back and watch all of these performances from all of these bands. And uh, yeah, honestly, the Grade 5 competition was quite tight, actually. So well worth watching, actually. And if anything, it's just great to see bands playing. <laughs> you know, I know that sounds really silly, but honestly, that's my feeling of it. It's just brilliant to see bands gathering together playing and competing and uh, regardless of the result i think it's fantastic to see bands playing again so well done guys to everyone involved and again thank you to yuspaba for having me involved in that in the first place it was just yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun all right i have to give a little plug then for an upcoming music festival which is happening in uh ham park in dunnett yeah so this is uk's most northerly mainland music festival it's called tunes by the dunes (laughs) Now, the lineup for this is something ordinary. We have Tidelines, Scaravore, Pete and Diesel, which I love a bit of Pete and Diesel, by the way. 
I don't know, something about them. Just love Pete and Diesel. Uh, we have Trail West, Horo, Callum Jones, Bing Lee, Rhythm and Reel, of course, Brandon McPhee, Whiskey and the Jacks. So, yeah, some incredible bands there. And this is all happening on the 3rd and 4th of September. So, yeah, this is all sorts of interesting. So for more information, of course, you can go and check out the Rab Show Facebook page. We've put all the links in that and where you can grab your tickets for that lineup. Honestly, don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seriously. (laughs) All right. Now, I have to swiftly move on. I have to say... This past week, Bruce Gandhi uploaded a YouTube video to his YouTube channel, not only of him performing, because he's done a couple of those this past week, but he's uploaded a video him describing his method of how he records his videos. And like he even goes down and talks about the equipment that he uses and how he uses it, how he sets up the room to get the perfect tonal quality for your recording. And uh, like he uses a Zoom H4N Pro, and that's exactly what I use to record our podcast right now. That's what I'm talking to you on. And he uses that to record his, his piping, but he also uses quite a cool webcam as well. And he describes all of his setup process. So for those of you out there who are competing online and having difficulties with perhaps recording your performances, uh, either be it sound quality or visual quality, then definitely go and check out Bruce's video. You know, there's a lot in there to unpack. It's quite a long video, but it's very detailed. Bruce goes through it point by point and exactly what you have to do to make your recordings actually pop. So, yeah, very worthwhile. For those of you who are competing online, Go and have a watch at that, you know, and if you need to, you can invest in the products and the certain bits of equipment that he has. But, uh, yeah, go and have a watch at it. It makes for very interesting viewing. So shout out to Bruce Gandhi Music and uh, on his YouTube channel. Definitely worth a listen or a watch for that matter. Yeah. Okay, swiftly moving on, I have to give a shout then to the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, whose solo competition is still running the closing date is friday the 21st of may so you do still have a bit of a yeah a bit of a window to get your entries uh both put on and actually get your video into them as well so yeah go and take part now the, what makes this competition really unique this time around i actually missed this when i first mentioned it on the pod there last week they have a drum fanfare challenge competition which sounds like a lot of fun plus you also have a fred morrison composition challenge as well so all sorts of awesomeness for full details go to up to the line.com of course the website that's where you can go and uh yeah you get all your instructions on how to enter but i have to say yeah closing dates coming up shortly but it's the 21st of may so you do have a wee bit of time yet all right we do have to give a huge shameless plug this week because we're great at doing shameless plugs uh to wallace bagpipes wallace bagpipes have a brand new website have you guys seen this wallacebagpipes.com has got a whole new facelift the thing looks incredible for those of you who have been uh, surfing and perhaps shopping online then definitely go and check out wallace bagpipes new website it's very slick and very easy to navigate actually compared to the previous one so not slagging the previous one it was pretty decent too but this one's pretty awesome not gonna lie so go and check it out wallacebagpipes.com for their brand new website well worth checking out i reckon yeah all right i want to give a mention this week to perth highland pipe band yeah perth highland pipe band made a quite an exciting announcement that Stuart robertson who was on a previous big rab show will actually now be a full 
playing member with Perth Highland Pipe Band. Yeah. Stuart, of course, was formerly of Shots, of course, and from Wapol as well, will be joining uh, the band at Perth Highland. And, yeah, I'm really excited to hear this. So, awesome stuff. So, yeah, good luck to Stuart. We wish you well on your new appointment, mate. And also, of course, for his uh, music collection as well. For those of you out there who actually bought that new album, North to South, Woo! Absolutely brilliant. You have to go and check that out. So, yeah, shout out to Stuart Robertson. Yeah, every success, mate, on your new appointment and your brand new band. We wish you well. Wish you well. Okay, now you guys did ask me that if Heron Valley were going to be playing anywhere, especially online, that I had to let you know. Well, Heron Valley are going to be in action online in an online streamed con- uh, concert on June 7th. Yeah, so there you are. That's I've mentioned it. Shout out to Heron Valley. This will all be help, uh, being held online at the KVMR Celtic Festival. Uh, yeah, their online concert will be held on the 7th of June. And Heron Valley will be featuring. So definitely worth checking that out for any Heron Valley fans. Yeah. Indeed. Now, moving on. We have some brand new music coming out very soon from Kieran Ross. Yes, just about, I don't know, 30 minutes before I was about to start recording this week's podcast... Kieran announced that, yeah, it's his 23rd birthday today, so happy birthday to Kieran, but also that he's going to be releasing a brand new book. Now, this, I have to say, has got me all sorts of excited. So for those of you who are interested, go to crossbagpipes.com. You can check out more for more information up there. We've shared out the links and stuff where, yeah, Kieran has actually... He's uploaded little clips of stuff and, you know, some of his tunes and things that will be included in this collection. So, it'll be Cross Music Volume 1 and it'll be hopefully coming out soon. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get Kieran on the show to tell us all about this. This sounds all sorts of awesome. And, uh, yeah, he didn't really tell us much other than playing little audio clips of what will be included. Um, So, yeah, we have no idea. When I think the book is currently available for pre-order, but I'm not entirely sure when it actually launches or what's going to be in it. All that sort of stuff. We're going to have to get Kieran on the show to talk about it. I think that's the crux of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kieran, if you're listening to the pod, mate, message us in. We'll line up an interview. We have to get you on the podcast to talk about this new collection, man. That's very exciting indeed. So, yeah, for more information and for pre-orders, of course, go to crossbagpipes.com. Go and check it out for yourself. Cross Music Volume 1. Available for pre-order now. And a very happy birthday to you, Kieran. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's at this point in the show that, yeah, you guessed it, I'm going to break out the rich teas and the chocolate digestives. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company. As a young player in the drumming world, that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com. 
or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and yes, you guessed it, by the title of this week's episode, we are talking about the impending recovery plan. Now, we did talk about this from previous Big Rab shows uh, when we first heard about this, that the RSPBA headquarters are actually beginning to put together what they're calling a recovery plan. They've actually identified people who would be part of like a working group or a committee or something like that. And their job, their actual raison d'etre, is to make up a recovery plan of how they expect to rebuild our competitive piping scene in the wake of a global pandemic. This is not a small job. So ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we are going to try to aim to help. You know, because we're helpful like that. And because, well, frankly, we love lists. (laughs) So, yeah, we are going to give them a list to work on. Now, not only are we giving them a list of things that we hope are on there, but also things that are kind of pie in the sky, but some hopeful things that, um, yeah, aren't essential, but we would love to see at the same time. We do have opinions on how we believe our piping scene can get itself back from the brink to back to where we were, but it is going to be a very slow and arduous process. I'm not going to say that this, you know, recovery plan is all going to happen overnight and you click your fingers and bang, we're back at the worlds again, there's thousands of people there and uh, the music will be an absolutely blistering top quality and uh, yeah all is well and rosy it will not happen like that and I can guarantee that so yeah we do know that this committee or working group that the RSPBA are setting up is um, they have a huge job in front of them and I don't envy them at all to try and come up with some sort of a coherent working plan I don't know, that'll just hit every point of what's happening in the piping scene at the moment. It's such a difficult job. But we do hope to help them 
here on the podcast. <laughs> now, don't forget, as we're reading out our hashtag list, you guys can get in contact with us, of course, and let us know your opinion about the recovery plan and what you believe the recovery plan should address first in matter of priority. Yeah, you can contact us by Weekly Drone, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drones, where you do it if you want to contact us completely anonymously and you can tell us your thoughts and feelings completely warts and all all of course you can email us bigrabshow at gmail.com that's our email address if anything that we're going to be talking about here draws your attention then definitely drop us in a line all right so i have to say the number one point on any recovery plan has to be public health and safety now that is a given i think But I do know that we will get some angry emails if we don't mention it in the first place. A recovery plan, of course, has to protect the general public. It has to protect the players, the judges, everyone involved. Of course, health and safety is a huge concern of everyone. And let's face it, we don't want to get anyone sick from this or you know, hospitalizations or all of that sort of scary stuff. We don't want that to happen. Of course, our recovery plan will heavily detail the safety measures that we would need to employ to be able to do this safely. That's the big thing I want to put at the very beginning before we start getting into the pie in the sky stuff. I wanted to get into the nitty gritty and say, yes, public safety is number one. Now, whether that means social distancing, face coverings, hand sanitization, all of that sort of stuff. You know, depending on the venue, the competition and the sheer numbers of people involved, each one of those has its own individual set of challenges, never mind getting bands back into their band halls again for practicing. That again is another set of problems. Of course, we've been talking about over this last number of weeks here in the Big Rab Show, bands here in Northern Ireland can now gather together for practice. We have seen various bands struggling, trying to get back to band practice. And the reason they're struggling is because they can't seem to get their membership back all in one place. And it's proving really difficult. Because what we find actually is that a lot of our pipers and drummers out there have had zero practice for this past year and have filled their times with other things. I do know a couple of good friends of mine actually who have been involved in the piping scene for years have actually set the pipes down and have taken up um, MMA mixed martial arts and uh yeah they've been uh, training at home the boxing and kickboxing and taekwondo and all this kind of crazy stuff and instead of blowing bagpipes they're now kicking people's backsides in an octagon which is a very random transition i think from one world to another but hey you can be an incredibly talented bagpiper and be able to axe kick someone in the face <laughs> Or stick you in a triangle chokehold or whatever it is. I'm not a, an MMA fan, but hey, there you go. That's what can happen. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're finding. That bagpipe bands or piping bands and all the rest, they're really struggling to try and get people back through the door again of the band hall. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a very slow burn before bands can even get back to practice, never mind getting back to competition. But that aside, the top of our list here has to be public safety, keeping everyone safe, fit and well, and uh, yeah, with very little risk, of, if any at all. We're hoping that this can be possible in the wake of a pandemic, yeah. So, 
That being said, of course, public safety and all of that overrides everything else that I'm about to say. So for those angry emailers out there who are about to email in saying, oh, Rob, come on, there's bigger fish to fry. Let's get over COVID first before we even think about doing competitions. Well, yes, you're totally right. I completely agree with you. We need to have public safety before we can even think about doing competitions. So that's why we want to be able to do them safely, like I've just mentioned. All right. That being said, by way of a disclaimer, I suppose, let's get into what we actually want to see in this recovery plan. What about developing quartets or mini-band competitions like they used to do back in the early 80s and 90s? I remember going to mini-band competitions all the time here in Northern Ireland. They were held in hotels and schools and all sorts of indoor venues when the weather was terrible outside and you, yeah, you couldn't hold an outdoor competition. Uh, because let's face it, living in Northern Ireland, the weather's always terrible. Um, but, you know, in light of the global pandemic being behind us, hopefully, and bands getting back onto the grass again, perhaps having a quartet competition could be a little bit more plausible for some bands rather than having to field a full band of 20-plus pipers and 10 drummers. and You know what I mean? These huge, big bands... Yeah, whenever we're finding it's difficult to get people back to practice, perhaps fielding a band for a quartet competition could be something easily achievable. You know, like the international quartets that you would see at Pipe and Live every year. Just have four of your best pipers up there juking it out to win a prize. That could be really entertaining. Yeah, and also the mini-band format. we just seen it there in the, in the USPAPA competition this past week where I read the results from. That was really successful as well. They ran a mini-band format and, yeah, I have to say it was a success. I do think that this is something that RSPBA should consider. It would make it easier for bands to pull a band together in the first place, you know, and not have to get 10, 15, 20 pipers, whatever, all in one place, you know. So perhaps a mini-band competition could be more plausible. Plus, less people means more space and you'd be able to space people out more perhaps playing in a concert formation rather than a circle and uh doesn't necessarily have to be indoors either it could also be held outdoors as well so just thought that was quite an interesting idea you know the establishment of quartets and uh, also a miniband competition bring them back yeah i don't know why they've stopped but hey there we go Moving on to the next point on our list, uh, one thing that we thought that the RSPBA could really help with bands was perhaps running various different workshops to help teach people about band management. Now, whenever we talk about band management, we're not talking about, you know, how do you hold your practice, but we're talking more about the actual administration of how to run a band. Now, hear me out. I know this is all dead, dull and boring, but really valuable at the same time how many band secretaries out there really have a clue of what they're doing (laughs) i mean this in the best possible way there are hundreds of band secretaries out there especially here in the uk who i'm sure would be more than willing to receive help whenever it comes to filling out all sorts of grant applications all that kind of stuff i'm sure band secretaries out there would love to have some form of assistance from their association Also, when it comes to attendance of meetings and, you know, how to submit questions and suggestions and things like that for rule changes, all of that sort of stuff. How do you deal with the music board? How do you deal with the board of directors and all of that? Just how does all of the administration break down? 
Some bands out there, you know, fully concentrate on the playing and the coordination of their musical side of performances and stuff. All of that, that's the main focus. And for most bands, that is the case. And normally, the secretary job gets put to someone who is pretty, you know, clued up on the bookwork and knows what they're doing. But in some cases, I've been in bands where the band secretary just hasn't a clue. And all they really do is look after the band register for members. If you ever spoke to your band secretary and asked them, did you ever attend an AGM or a branch meeting or anything like that? They would always kind of look at you and say, what? Was I supposed to go to that? And if I went, what was I supposed to do? Um, So that's been my experience. I'm sure it's been others as well. If you are a band secretary out there and you're identifying with what I'm saying right now and you're nodding away furiously, then this is something, honestly, that we think that our association could help with. The actual administration of a band is something that's never covered. You can see loads of tuition services that teach you how to play a blistering hornpipe or, you know, an MSR that'll melt your face. But you never see any kind of a tuition or a course, for that matter, from the association to tell you, right, this is how what a band secretary is supposed to do. This is the forms that you can fill in if you want funding for various things. And here's how you fill them in and all, you know. All of this boring administrative work, here's how you book a hotel for your band, here's how you, like, you know, book a flight and stuff and make sure nobody gets left behind. You know, all of this stuff never gets considered whenever you're talking about competitive piping and drumming. You know, the actual boring administrative stuff gets left to the wayside and the more glamorous playing side of it, that's the forefront. So, yeah, we think that's something that perhaps our own RSPBA could look into. Perhaps supporting bands in their administration, especially at the moment when a lot of bands out there are struggling for finance after, well, let's face it, a year and a bit now of zero fundraising and uh, no prospect of any finance coming in either. So, yeah, we do think that could be really quite useful and something that has hit our list. And we hope you guys think that you would agree with that as well. Anyway, moving on. What would be on our recovery plan? Well, what about a consideration? Now, this is a bit of a wild idea, but what do you think about this? What about having non-piping musicians involved as judges? Yeah, this one kind of popped into mind. What do you think about that? Having someone who's not involved in the piping scene in any shape or form being an actual judge. It's an interesting thought. I do know a lot of people out there would just immediately throw it out of hand and say, well, seriously, why would you get someone who knows nothing to be a judge? But hear me out. They may not know the instrument or they may not know the quality and the sound and everything, but they would certainly know a good performance from a bad performance. You know, and having someone who, let's face it, doesn't have a vested interest and and being on the judging panel, you know, or, or being involved in a competition as a judge with a clipboard and all the rest and the prestige that goes with it, I think, honestly, that would have a degree of kind of um, impartiality. You'll have someone there who just point the finger and go, I don't know who they are, I don't know what they just played, but I think that sounded awesome, and I think that sounded better than the other band and all that. I think it's an incredible idea. It could be something... That maybe not at some of our major championships for that matter, because we are looking for the experts to give their opinions in that case. But, you know, for smaller events, perhaps like our quartets that we mentioned earlier, or even our mini band competition, 
having something that's a little bit less, um, you know, expert driven and a little bit more, you know, public facing to say, well, hi, I don't know who that band was, uh, but those guys over there in the reddish kind of kilts, they were cool. I like them. Give them a trophy. You know, I think there's kind of an, an element to that that would hopefully get more of the general public involved. Yeah. I think that's quite an interesting point and just a wild idea that we're throwing out there. And I'm sure we will get comments on this. (laughs) This will be stuff that Rab got wrong. Oh, I can just see the emails flying in now. Rab, what are you talking about, you lunatic? Uh, But yeah, I think it's a cracking idea, honestly. You know, one that we could certainly explore. Having a non-piping person involved in judging at a competition. I think it would be interesting. There you are. I said it. It's on the record. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's move on. What about another thing? And this has been talked about in previous Big Rab shows now for quite a while. At competitions, why not have more stuff there for families? For families and for the general public who are not pipe band crazy. Now, I don't know about you guys, but a good majority of our listeners would be here in the UK. And most of our UK listeners are familiar with competitions here in the UK where it is absolutely solely based and focused on pipe bands. That's it. Pipe bands, drum majors, good night. That's it. There's nothing else happening. There's no solo playing. There's, you know, there's no uh, sheepdog trials. There's nobody dressing up in costumes, jumping about on horses with big swords and stuff. None of that stuff. There's very little stalls, and if there is stalls there, they're selling food or, you know, local crafts, I suppose, or they're selling actual piping and drumming products that you need on the day. So say you forgot your cape or something, or your stick's broken, you need a new drum head. So you have your usual piping retailers are there, you have your food vendors, that's pretty much it, yeah. Every now and again, you get a beer tent, I suppose. And if you're really lucky, you do get something to entertain the kids, like face painting or balloon modeling or, I don't know, maybe a Ferris wheel or something. Very rarely that happens. But, yeah, I do think that, you know, RSPBA headquarters, I have to say, can perhaps do a little bit more with engaging with the general public as well as engaging with their piping public. They are two very different audiences. And, um, you know, let's face it. What happens in the piping competition is, for example, Hubby throws the bagpipes under the arms and says, right, family, we're going to the Scottish Championships today and you are all coming with me. You have no choice in the matter. So he packs the family off into the car and away they go. And then Hubby jumps out of the car and starts tuning up and goes to compete. Leaves wife and kids sitting in a car park waiting for about four to five hours until he comes back again, soaking wet, and uh, that's their day out. Isn't that class? Why not have something then that wifey and the Wayans can go and do something? You know, have something that the kids can go and engage and enjoy while dad or whoever is away competing somewhere, you know? We've talked about this before on countless other podcasts, and it's something I really think that us in the UK could learn a great deal from competitions in the US. For competitions in the US, especially the only one that I've ever been to, which was Stone Mountain, the piping seemed to be not the main focus, but rather just a sideshow towards everything else. 
where you had like Highland Games, you know, you had the tossing of the caber and chucking stones about and stuff that I know nothing about, but you had all the clans as well. You had all those incredible stalls selling imported goods and things. There were so much stuff, like they had live music stages all over the place, they had Highland dancing, and so, oh, it was just simply brilliant seeing the sheer amount of stuff in one place, and uh, the piping was just a part of it. It wasn't the thing, it was a thing, if that makes any sense. Sure, we do know that if you're going to the World Pipe Band Championships, of course, that's the focus, the World Pipe Bands Championships, the clue is in the name. So of course you're there to see the bands, but I don't know, from my own experience with bringing my own wife and kids to the Worlds, after a couple of hours, they're bored, and they've seen all the stalls, and they've, you know, they've looked at the Ferris wheel and thought, right, is that it? What else is there for us to do? And then, of course, I'm bouncing around like a lunatic saying, come on, let's go and listen to these guys. Let's go and listen to these guys. Come on, I have to go and listen. So, yeah, for a piping fan, of course, it's Christmas. But for those who aren't piping fans, maybe not so much. So I do think that, you know, perhaps putting this on your recovery plan, that whenever you do start to open the gates again, as well as you're considering your piping audience, please have some consideration for your non-piping audience as well. Give them something to do. <laughs> yeah. Food for thought. All right. Last point on my list goes to the following. Now, this is probably the biggest and most controversial idea that we've had. And uh, I can dare say we'll see the emails coming in for this and the weekly drones. But what about this for an idea? Does every competition have to feature every grade? Now, hear me out. Every Saturday here in the UK, we would have grade 4B all the way up to grade 1 every weekend. Why not give bands a week off? Or a week or two off? You know, why not have like one weekend, you have a competition in a certain place, and it's, it's your grade 4B and grade 4A. The following week, you have grade 3B, 3A. And then the next week, you have grade 2 and grade 1. You know, it's a bit of a crazy idea. Why not? But I think what would happen is that with giving bands this time off, it would give them more time to practice. It will give them time to save money, of course, as well, because they're not having to commute every weekend. Uh, but it would also give them the opportunity to see these other bands in the lower grades, particularly, or even in the higher grades, for that matter. You know, so if you knew that a weekend was coming up, right, this weekend's grade four weekend, can't wait, let's go. And those bands in grade 4B and 4A will be showcased to the entire piping world over that one particular weekend. Following weekend then, right, it's grade 3 weekend, let's go. And everyone goes and watches those bands. And I have to say, yeah, the, there is a counter argument to this. Of course we know the bigger weekend will be grade 2, grade 1. It just is what it is. Everyone wants to see our upper grade bands. It's just a fact. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show have testified to this. We have live streamed competitions now for years, way back in the day. And uh, yeah, we did live stream lower grades. And the viewership figures would reflect that, yes, they do get watched by quite a number of you out there in the piping scene. But our biggest figures always roll in when we live stream grade one. And whenever the Inverary's and your St. Lawrence's and your Simon Fraser's all walk into that arena, that's when we notice a huge jump in their figures. It's just a fact. So 
those weekends when you would have the lower grade bands may not be as huge and successful as our upper grade weekend, but we do still think that would give them a platform to be able to, yeah, showcase their music and probably a bigger platform than what they're being given at the moment. Because every weekend they're being outdone by the upper grades. You know, they're marching in there, playing the performance of their life, and nobody's talking about them because that very same day, grade one and grade two were having their competition as well. So we do think that this perhaps could give lower grade bands a bigger platform to play on. And let's face it, if we knew the grade four weekend was coming up, we'll be talking all about it. Yeah, right guys, grade fours this weekend, let's do it. And we'll be talking about predictions, who will win what, and who we're excited to listen to, and all of that stuff that we normally used to do, you know? So I think, yeah, it's a controversial idea, and it's one that I want to let percolate out there in the piping scene. It's quite an interesting one. It would give bands more time to practice, less running of every weekend if you so choose, uh, but also more time to fundraise, you know? If you had a free weekend, you could either hold a weekend practice or you could actually go to the event or you could throw a concert or something. You know, the world's your oyster. I don't know. You guys can decide yourselves and I'm sure I will be seeing the emails coming in after that one. So bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now I have to say again, all of this is pie in the sky. These are all just crazy ideas that were floating out there into the ether. And we want to know your guys' opinion as well. What do you believe should be on the RSPBA recovery plan? And how do you see a way back from this global pandemic? Of course, public safety is top of the pile and it overarchs everything that we're talking about here. So as much as we're talking about minibands, quartets... Um, you know, one grade every weekend. All of these big ideas that we're talking about, yeah, they all mean nothing without public safety and all of that. So, yeah, I think that kind of is a given. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I have to say a huge thank you for tuning in this week and each and every week. And next week's podcast is quite a good one, actually. We've got a quite an interesting interview coming your way, and uh, especially for Peabrook fans. So, yeah, if you're a Peabrook fan at all, or even if you're not, then be sure to tune in to next week's pod. It's going to be quite an interesting one for you, indeed. Yes, so no matter where you're tuning in to this now, don't forget you can subscribe to us. So, you know, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or any of that there, yeah, be sure to hit that button because each and every week you'll get a little a little notification to let you know that Rab has done another one. Also, don't forget that you can help support the show over there on Patreon and you can get your hands on tons of extra content. And possibly the highlight over there is that Fuse FM Balamoney radio show catch-up where you get a two-hour live radio show in your pocket every week. So two hours of piping and drumming. And yeah, this past week on Fuse was just brilliant, by the way. All that new music and stuff from Tristan. Anyway, it was a brilliant show. And yeah, we have that up there now on Patreon for all our patrons to download and take with them. Awesome stuff. So yeah, go and click on support. Now, I have to say again, a huge thank you to everyone who sent us in all of those heartfelt tributes and everything. And at this point, whenever we're sharing our cheerios again, we wish to offer our sincerest condolences to all of Heather Mackay's friends, family, bandmates at this absolutely tragic time. And this episode of the Big Rab Show podcast is dedicated to her memory. 
Until next week, guys, we will see you on the Big Rab Show podcast next week for more bagpiping goodness. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.